Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. This is a program where we discuss life's hard financial questions to help you make smart decisions about your money. I'm a certified financial planner and Jeremiah is a California licensed attorney. We work together at Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm where we help our clients build the life that they love. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on future episodes, just send us an email. Use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or just give our office a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. So they've done it again. Congress just can't leave things alone, right? What they're doing is what they're they going, do. They go in and, and so now they're they're making the comments, they're making the, the request that every 401k offer a Roth provision. Hmm. So they're putting that in and it, but then they went back and changed. No, it's it, it they can delay it tonight to 2026. Okay. But a lot of firms now are putting this Roth in. So we're getting a lot of conversation with clients about well, do I do a Roth? Do I not do a Roth? And the math is, it's its not clear for everybody, is it? No. So let's set the stage. This, this is a great, they're at it again. I, li- I like that as a, as a start. <laughs> so the, what we're again. talking about today is retirement savings. When you re- save for retirement, there's a number of ways you can do it through a 401k or other types of plans. And when you, uh, for a lot of people, we have a number of clients that they have been busy. <laughs> they have put kids through college. They have bought houses. They've had careers. They get to about the age 50 or so. And they realize, hey, I'm behind. I have not put as much as I should have into retirement. And in their in their highest uh, earning years, and they're in their highest earnings. Yeah, so, so it's kind of I mean, for some people, it's all going to plan. You know, right. they've got their kids through, through college. They're now in their highest earning earning management roles or leadership roles, and they have all more income than they need. Finally, <laughs> they finally made it, and now they look to their own retirement and say, oh gosh, I'm a little bit behind. And part of what is allowed in through the tax codes is what's called catch up contributions. To say I'm I'm, I'm going to max out my retirement plans, but because I'm 50 and older, I can actually put and, extra in. And for most people, their primary savings vehicle is their 401k through work. Yeah. So there's age related, and then there's catch up provisions. So if you're under age 50, you have a certain dollar amount that you can. And let me let me put this one proviso in here too. Make sure people understand this. The only way that you can get money into a Roth is by payroll deduction. For a you, Roth 401k, yeah. For, and yeah, you can't wait until the end of the year and say, oh, by the way, I want to write a check and I want to put this extra money into my Roth. You you can't do that in a Roth 401k. Yeah. It has to come from payroll deduction. I, I've had, I can't tell you the number of clients that I've, I've talked to over the years. And they say, well, can I just write a check? I said, no, the only way it gets into that 401k is that you got to talk to personnel. You got to talk to somebody that's mm-hmm. handling your paycheck. That money comes out and that goes. And now we could talk about how it's managed. That's a whole nother conversation. But it's really important for people to know the only way you're going to get money in there is that you have to get a payroll deduction to make that contribution. Yeah, that's great. And someone who's in their 40s right. is probably looking to get in as much as they can, but they still right. have to pay for life and kids and all those things. So they might be putting in 10, 15, maybe 20% of their of their earnings are going in out of their paycheck, going into right. their 401k plans. Well, now just as the example, you're saying 2023, someone can put $22,500. That's what they can put into their retirement. And for someone in their 40s, 
that sounds like a massive amount of money. Right. Someone who's 50 plus and you know their kids are out of the house and they're making the highest income. Mortgage payments down or maybe no mortgage payment anymore. Yeah. Those obligations are gone. They say to put 22,000 and I, I could do that. In fact, I want to put more in because my retirement is coming up. Right. And so the, the catch-up provision is that you can put an extra 7,500. So it brings the total to 30,000. Now this we're just talking about 401k's. Now yeah. we're we're going to we're going to cross over to Roth aspects of it. Okay. But uh, but generally speaking, if you put money inside of a qualified plan, a 401k is a qualified plan. Just so everybody's aware, the 401k refers to the tax code. So it, if you're a tax nerd, you can actually go to the tax code and look it up and it it spells out exactly what a 401k is because there's different kinds of 401s. But you get a tax deduction. So what it does is it reduces your income by whatever dollar amount that you put into it, unless you choose to do a Roth, Roth, right? So for a traditional structure, say someone's making $100,000 and they put the $22,500 into their retirement, that's going to bring down their taxable income. So if you're a little bit over 70,000. So if I'm in a tax bracket and generally speaking for somebody in their fifties, typically if they're uh, making reasonably good money, they're going to be in a tax bracket of 28% for the federal. And they're going to be upwards of what? Seven, 8% for state. We always tell people generally speaking about a 34% tax bracket, you know, for what what you're putting in. That's what you're saving on taxes. So if you need the income, of course, you have to pay the taxes and receive the income. In these moments where you can put it into retirement and save for your future, you can avoid those taxes. So as someone reaches the age 50, they say, I could, I could do the 22.5. I could put that in and it will save me some taxes. Won't this be great? And then age 50 plus, they can do the catch-ups and they can put that in there. And that's kind of how it's worked for a number of years. Right. And they would use that extra 7,500 as their catch-up contribution, bring it to 30,000 total. And they'd avoid those taxes. Their, their tax bill comes down. But wait a minute. If, I, their if I'm not paying any taxes on that, when am I going to pay taxes on this? Yep, that's a good, good comment. So when they retire, when they enter in the retirement and their income comes way down because they've stopped working and they start taking out of these retirement accounts, they start pulling out you know, $30,000, $40,000, $50,000 to live off their accounts. That is counted as income. So they didn't actually avoid or skip the taxes. They've just delayed the taxes. So my required minimum distribution comes out. And now that's this is where Congress, don't you love them? So if you're born before 60, you now can take it out of what, 73? But if you're born after 1960, you can wait till 75, yeah. right? Yep. For your required minimum distributions. So, you know, people are going... What do I? What am I supposed to do? Maybe you've already started. Or there's rules for those of those of you that have already started your required minimum distributions. We're not going to talk about that necessarily today. We're trying to just talk about should you or should you not do a Roth account at this stage in your life if you're getting close to retirement. Yeah, and that that used to be the analysis, and we'll talk about that a little bit today. The rule that the IRS is you know putting their fingers into is they've changed that choice really. The the rule that's going to go into effect is saying if you're over 50 and you want to do this catch-up, that catch-up, that that extra amount of money has to go into a Roth. That's the new rule that's going to roll into effect is they've no longer given you an option to decide, do I want to pay my taxes now or pay my taxes later? They've kind of by default told everyone, if you want to do a catch-up, you're going to have to pay your taxes now. And we can zoom out a little bit and think of the, the, the reason the government passed 401ks years ago and kind of created this new structure was that companies used to offer pensions and they were offering fewer and fewer pensions. 
And so the, the government said, how do we get people to save? Well, let's give them a tax break. So they kind of did some social right. engineering through the tax code and got people to delay paying the taxes, save these accounts. Well, well now I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the social engineering here is. Is it that the US government is saying, we want your money. <laughs> we want well, your taxes. Yeah. I mean, the commentary is there's there's several uh, commentaries that I've read is that this is a way for the government to increase taxable collections now because Roth, remember Roth, you get no tax deduction. Yeah. That's a good, good one to remind people of. When you do a Roth account, it, it's still a 401k. It's just called a Roth 401k. It kind of flips things backwards. Whereas the traditional account, you don't pay taxes now, but you do pay them when you take the money out. For a Roth account, you pay the taxes now, but you don't pay any taxes in the future when you when you use the money. And, and it's nice when people enter into retirement, they have a Roth account. It's a wonderful thing that you can take the money out in the future without having to pay additional taxes. Yeah. And again, the question is, it, you know, we're not talking about conversion of a retirement account to a Roth. We're talking about your contribution to a Roth now. And and again, I, I always go back and look at the calculation of what is the tax savings and put that as a contribution that the government is helping you to save money. So what what are the deciding factors of why I should do a Roth or do a traditional tax-deductible program into a 401k? Let's say I'm 55 years of age, I plan to retire in 10 years, and I want to accumulate more money. What, What are the things that I need to look at to make a decision whether I should do a traditional or a Roth 401k yeah. contribution. It, it, it kind of comes down. I mean, there's a lot of factors we'll talk about. There's, there's, it comes down to a personal lifestyle of kind of where right. you're at and what you're doing. So the first one I, w- I would think about is how long do you have until retirement? You know, if you are going to retire in three years, um, the, the benefit of getting this tax-free savings uh, may not be that great mm-hmm. um, because you, you don't have a lot of time to let that money grow. On the the opposite side, you know, kind of cut in the other direction is what will your income be if you're if you're in your highest earning years now? Any mm-hmm. little bit of additional income gets taxed mm-hmm. at those really mm-hmm. high tax rates. Whereas if in a few years or many years in the future after you retire, if your income is going to fall all the way just down to say Social Security only, well then adding a little bit of income there uh, is fine. You know, taxable income. So to to shift it from your highest earning years into your lowest earning years to shift that income tax can be really helpful for people. So the first I'd say is how long do you have to let this go? And what do you think your income will be in each world, either now or in the future? So we had to be the wizard, right? We've got to figure out how much taxable income somebody's going to have when in fact they're going to retire. Yeah. And and that taxable income, the other piece of that is what are the taxes going to be? Exactly. That's the other side of the wizardry. That's the other side of the magic wand. Yeah. So you might be looking out 10 years from now and saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to use this money in 10 years. When I take it out, my income will be low. So it looks like a good reason for this. What do we think tax rates are going to be? And that becomes a difficult question. Um, you know, I think government generally you know, likes to increase taxes, but we've had taxes come up and down over the last right. you know, 50 or 80 years. Um, so that's another piece is what do you think tax rates will be in the future? Yeah, I think that, again, where I, I kind of look at is I don't trust the government. You know, bottom line is I don't I don't mean that to be revolutionary, but I'm just saying I think that they they put laws in place and they change the rules because they want to increase the revenue. And I and I'm very concerned that people are going to be set up for additional expense down the road. And I think that's where planning really gets into it, because, again, a Roth, the Roth can provide tax free income. But it used to be that it was also kind of a, a collection where you could leave this money in place and your heirs would ne- could literally pull out uh, out this money over a long period of time. Yeah. 
Well, now after these changes that they've made recently, they have to take it out over a 10 years, albeit it's tax-free, but they can't let it just sit in there tax-deferred. They still have to take yeah. it out over a 10-year period. So again, the government makes changes. I mean, yeah. Congress comes down with new rules and new regulations, and who knows what their changes are going to be you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, much less 20 years from now, right? Yeah. And it's kind of the impetus on each person to build their own retirement, I guess. You know, right. like I said, years ago, they would work for a, a company for 30 or 40 years, they get a pension and they were kind of taken care of. Well, with the demise of, of pensions and a, as a regular item of, of a working world, now it's kind of each individual to kind of build their own retirement that starts with perhaps a 401k but it can include a Roth 401k, it can include annuities, it can include social security um, and having to kind of cobble together your own plan of the future, which candidly, when we when I sit down with a client, I, I, it's very seldom that they have one asset or one income stream. Right. It's almost always that retirement is a mezzanine of, of income, that they have some social security, they may, might have some pension income items, they might have a few different accounts and, and having a, a Roth or a 401k are all very helpful. And so I think for each person, as they look at saving for retirement, it's it's not just about put more money in. And that may be the the simple thoughts when you're 20 or 30, just get the money in there. Mm-hmm. But but really, even at 20 and 30, but at any time of thinking, okay, not just getting it in there, quote unquote, whatever that means, but getting it into a specific type of plan that's going to benefit your future. And there's multiple types and multiple structures, whether it's a Roth 401k or regular 401k or, or even these HSA plans, you know, these health savings accounts. There's multiple items that really set yourself up for success. And it it takes some understanding and takes some doing to kind of say, what's going to be the best for me in the future? Yeah. So let's let's take a break right now. I want to come back and I want to talk about what age and what would be the best benefit at, let's say, age 20 versus somebody at age 55 using a Roth account versus not using a Roth account. So stay tuned and we'll be back and we'll continue our conversation on Roth accounts. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. We are talking about Roth 401ks and kind of the new laws that Congress has passed recently. And just as a, a little bit of a recap, so if, if high earner, so someone who makes 145000 that's That's the limit that the IRS has set as kind of a benchmark for Roth contributions. If you're making at least $145,000 or above, there's some limitations, right? Yeah. So if you make 145000 or more and you want to do what's called catch-up contributions, these are after the age 50, you can still do them. You just have to put them into a Roth account. And so that's what we've been talking about a bit and kind of how we've got here. But the, the question I think that, that a lot of people would want to know is, is who is this going to help? Who is this going to hurt? And the, the biggest one that I see, I'll just, I'll start with the hurting um, type of a world, is if somebody is a couple of years from retirement 
and they are making the more, most money they've ever made. And some of their deductions maybe have come down because they've paid off their, their house, perhaps their kids are out of college. They are, are making a, a good amount of money. We'll just say they're making $200,000 and they want to save more for retirement. They've maxed out the regular 401k and they say, oh, I can do catch-ups. I'm over 50 years old. I want to do a catch-up contribution to get even more into my retirement account because I finally have the free cash right. flow. That They want to do that in, in the, the hope being that they would bring down their taxable income while they're working and then be able to take out that money in a few years later. When they and retire. again, the income that you take out when you reach... Um... Again, your your required minimum distribution age. Again, it could be several years after you retire before you're required to take anything out, yeah. right? And, and the hope being for this individual that their income has really come down. They're, maybe they just have Social Security as their only income after they've retired. So for, for that family, that household, they would really like to take that catch-up contribution and put it into a traditional 401k. Avoid the taxes now, get the money into the plan. Right. They'll take the money out in a number of years in the future, You know, three, four, five, 10 years in the future. They'll take the money out and they'll pay the taxes then, but they're expecting that their tax rate will be much lower because they've stopped right. working. And so what this law is basically, it, it's, it's kind of tying the hands of that individual saying, well, if you're at this higher earning level and you're a little bit older, if you want to do these extra catch-ups, we don't want to let you skip these taxes anymore. So we're going to make you put that extra catch-up into a Roth account, which means you pay the taxes now. So for those people who are a little bit later in saving for retirement, they're at high income levels and they're going to retire in a number of years. For them, I'd say this law is kind of detrimental, that it is forcing them to pay their taxes now, even when their incomes are very high. They can still get the money into the plan, and right. they can sell the Roth, which there's some benefits there, but they're not going to be able to skip out on the taxes. So, so let me let me pull a lever for you. Um, uh, I deal a lot with retired people. And uh, those clients that are charitable, let's say that mm -hmm. they give a fair amount of their income to charities, whether it be church, education, medical, whatever it is. Now, if you're 70 years of age, you can actually take your charitable contributions directly out of your IRA or out of your out of your IRA. Now, this this is where it gets a little tricky. You don't have to take out required minimum distributions until you're either 73 or 75. But if you are charitable, you can contribute, you can take out your charitable gift out of your IRA and probably do it when you're reaching that retire required minimum distribution age. So that would help reduce your taxable income. It also could have an impact on Medicare premiums mm -hmm. for you also. Mm -hmm. So again, there's a lot of levers here that are being pulled and pushed all at the same time in a relatively short period of time. So from retirement age until either age 73 or 75, there's all these other factors that come into play to determine whether or not a Roth makes sense for mm -hmm. you. And that even that conversation, if someone's charitably minded and they expect to be giving into their later years, it, it, that throws a little bit of a wrench in the analysis. It does. It, it's not just a math problem. It's actually a lifestyle conversation of how you like, what you'd like to be about, what you're going to be using your money for. Because to your comment, even if you got all this money into a traditional 401k type plan right. and you've avoided all the taxes, in the future, when you're retired, you're going to start paying those taxes. However, if you're charitably minded, you might still skip those taxes by giving the money away into the future. Um, and, and there's some real benefit for someone like that. I think the other view of, of this, and this is less applicable to this specific IRS change for Roth 401ks only, but as someone who's younger, uh, we've had, I've had a number of clients recently that are in their 30s. They have their kind of first, I guess I would call it their career job. Mm -hmm. um, they're making the more money they've ever made. 
they they don't quite have you know kids that are overly expensive at the moment. Their their house is still a first kind of starter home, and they say, "What what should I do?" We've had some great conversations about a Roth four hundred one k putting it into the Roth. So go ahead and you pay your taxes. Like you're only in the twenty two percent tax bracket, right? Which at, for them at, at the moment it still feels like. Well, I used to be fifteen. <laughs> now I'm you know I'm moving up, and it, it feels like a larger tax bracket. However, it is kind of you know the reason they're they're talking with us trying to get this longer term wisdom of saying how can I help build my life forward to say okay for the next three or four or five years you're in a relatively low tax bracket and you so, can build so, up your Roth. So what do you recommend to them if they've got an option of doing a four hundred one k traditional and a four hundred one k Roth? What if you got somebody who's thirty years of age? What is it that you think it would be best for them? Yeah, is, is there a standard rule? There isn't. There's no standard rule, and it has a little bit of what they're expecting into their future. You know, some this is just the start of a career that's going to you know be very profitable and make really high income. Others will have a conversation about future tax rates, and they look at the you know current administration. They look at what's probably going to happen politically over the next twenty years. And who can predict that one? They can't, right. right? But they'll say, you know, do you think taxes will be higher or lower twenty years from now? And I've had a number of them that say, well, I can't imagine them not being higher. And so, yeah, and and I have to say that. When the Roth first came out, that was basically the key argument: is that you're going to have higher tax bracket. It was a generalized statement that you're going to end up paying more taxes in retirement than you are working. I don't, I don't think that can be just a a truism. I don't, mm. I don't think that's just a natural given anymore. Yeah, yeah, it, is, it needs to be a real. And and part of that, you know, clients can look to us and we can talk through that. But a lot of that. It's not something we know either. It's right. simply someone looking at the world and saying, "This is the assumption, or this is the this is what I anticipate." So I want to plan accordingly. Uh, but for for many people, getting money into a a Roth in that example, someone who's in their young thirties is a great option. And and often when I speak with people, it's not a either or make one choice and go all in. Mm-hmm. It's often a, a both and that we'll talk about. Okay, how much money would be appropriate to go into a traditional? You know, save some taxes. So you're kind of hedging your bet. And doing both, yeah, yeah, and allowing them to contribute to both a four hundred one k that's a Roth and both a four and a four hundred one k that's traditional. Now, th- there's a cap on how much you can put into four hundred one ks in general, so you have to kind of divide how much you'd like to. But, but I think I think both is a great option. And there's certain years where they may not need the tax breaks. It may not. There might be another reason they have a a, a loss or they have a yeah. lot of interest. Yeah, and I mean, in those years they can lean more heavily into the the Roth contributions. So I, I think it's 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 not a one-time choice, but it is something that is a opportunity for people to really do some strategic planning that doesn't just impact what they're doing now, but it's really looking forward to the, the life and what they expect to be doing in the future. And we expect that to change. So there has to be flexibility. Yeah, you know, and the thing the thing that you know I, I keep when you're when I'm listening to you, and I mean I'm thinking through clients that I've had and you know, early stages, maybe the, the spouse didn't work outside the home, later stages, both are working and the income goes up. It just there's so many dynamic parts mm. to somebody's life financially to be able to just kind of lock in at one point in time, let's say at age 30, and say, this is what we're going to do forever. It it doesn't fit in my head because yeah. your life doesn't, it, you're, it's not just a steady stream here. I mean, it's going to change as time goes through and your yeah. circumstances are going to change, right? Yeah, and the more people can do good planning and make good choices early on, the more opportunities they'll have as they go forward to be flexible. So what you're hearing is that no one thing is going to solve the issue or answer the question regarding Roth. This is why you need to develop a plan. And this is why we suggest that you develop a professional relationship with us because we can help you through those things that can have a lot of questions down the road. If you missed any part of this episode, you can find us on our website, tricoreadvisors.com, or you can find us on YouTube. Until next week, folks. 
May you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Information and ideas discussed on this program are in the nature of general comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Do not constitute legal or financial advice and do not create an attorney, client, or fiduciary relationship. Any examples or circumstances discussed are fictional. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor, tax consultant, or attorney, as well as conduct their own due diligence prior to making any decisions. Investments involve risk and the possibility of loss, including the loss of principal. All situations are different and results may vary. Randy Barkley is a California Life Insurance Agent, California License Number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California Licensed Attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB.